0: You're listening to Work Human Radio. And here's your host, Mike Wood.
1: Welcome back to another edition of Work Human Radio, pioneered by Global Force. My name is Mike Wood. I'm your host, and I'm joined by the wonderful Sarah Payne. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Mike. I'm very excited because um, if you've ever wondered what it's like to attend Work Human and what you can get out of it, this is your episode. You're going to find out. From someone who went last year, Robin Everhart, she is the SVP and Chief Diversity Officer of Cintas, and she talked to you, Sarah, about her experience at WorkHuman, right?
0: She is a huge fan, and she talked to me about what she got out of the conference, why the content is so relevant, and actually she is going back to WorkHuman next year and bringing even more members of her team.
1: Great. Well, uh, we always love to hear that. We love people being involved and and seeing the event for um the first time and and coming back cuz we it's like seeing old friends. So, if you've ever wondered about what it's like to go to Work Human, this is your episode. Here is Sarah talking to Robin Everhart.
0: First, I just want to thank you for joining us on Work Human Radio. Yeah, my pleasure.
1: Happy to be here.
0: So, Robin, if you could start with just a little bit about your background for our listeners and the work you're doing at Cintas?
1: Yeah, so I've been with Cintas now going on 13 years. I came into my current role as a diversity inclusion practitioner actually through the route of operations. So in my previous companies actually, I was working with compliance and ethics and um, came into Cintas and was through the risk management realm, um, really fell in love with operations and moved it over into operations, And it was through the operational lens That it became really apparent some of the discrepancies or areas for opportunity when it came to women and minorities and other underrepresented groups um, from a diversity and inclusion standpoint, and how our marketplaces were really diverse. And um, so, one of the opportunities that arose was our leadership um, wanting to be more intentional and wanting to make more impact in this arena, and um, implementing the um, senior vice president, chief diversity officer position. And I've been doing this for approximately the last four years. Gotcha. So
0: you've been there a little while, so you know how things work in the business.
1: Yeah, there's definitely been a benefit um, due to the fact that for change management, your success really is dependent on the buy-in of the other leaders. And moving from operations where we had very defined KPIs and we knew what we were executing on, this really revolves around the people who are doing those jobs and making sure that we've got the right talent, a diverse landscape of talent, that they feel valued and included, and um, that we can get the, the best from them and therefore give the best to our customers as well.
0: So what's one thing that most people don't know about
1: you? A quick down and dirty would be that I love tattoos and motorcycles, and oh, yet great. I come <laughs> into work every day in my full three-piece suit. Um, Do you and- like Harley? I do. I actually I, I'm more partial to Triumph. Okay. <laughs> but I'm a fan regardless. Um and I do love tattoos and just the art form behind it. And I think the other thing that a lot of people don't know um is that I didn't start in the business arena. I've been in it for a number of years now, um for decades actually, but actually started um in the in the arena of social work. Um, So kind of being able to help and change people really is kind of a core to everything I do. I love that.
0: So, you know, switching gears to your role now, at a basic level, what is diversity and inclusion?
1: You know, to me, it's leadership. And I talk about this a lot because I think diversity and inclusion have become uh, pretty well-known buzzwords. And I think any company you talk to now uh, has a need for um, better diversity and inclusion. I think you see a lot of magazines and a lot of people talking about it, and it can it can paralyze people because they don't know what it means. But really, to me, it's simply recognizing what our differences are and being able to lead through them and creating an environment that makes everybody feel a part of it and we may not always agree on um what those differences are or who each of the individuals or their opinions may or may not be but it is learning to lead through differences and have a better understanding um in order to be successful i think everybody wants to feel like they fit in and we really have to be able to create an environment where people feel that and believe that and then in turn continue to create that environment
0: and whose job is it to push forward DNI initiatives.
1: A lot of people would tell you it's mine or um, the designated person. I would tell you it's everybody. I don't think diversity and inclusion can be successful unless the entire organization has actually identified this as a strategic initiative. Because D&I isn't just DNI. DNI is talent. We're talking about the talent that you're bringing into your company and the talent who's performing and executing and making you successful. It's how you remain competitive and profitable, right? You've got to mirror your marketplaces. And to me, that is everybody. It's, it's anyone who's got hiring responsibilities. It's anyone leading teams who are going to take on and lead and include individuals from different backgrounds and other um, elements of diversity. And I think everybody has a responsibility.
0: And you mentioned that DNI is really about leadership. Yeah. So how would how would you describe your leadership
1: style? People empowerment, probably. Um I very much lead my team and always have through the people and through the success of the people. Um I am a believer that if you take care of the people, you develop the people, you get the best of their skill set. Um, you build trust and relationship, that's where the discretionary effort comes from. And if you are taking care of the people, the people take care of the results. And that shouldn't necessarily be mistaken for not having accountability, because I very much, um, as a business leader and having been in operations prior as well, there has to be accountability. There are job expectations we have and there are, um, you know, performance KPIs and things that we've got to, do um, to meet our needs. But the reality is is that you can't do any of that without the people. And I'm a huge um, advocate and proponent for take care of your team and your people. Make them successful and they take care of the rest.
0: And I think that's an important message too, especially in this job market. I mean, unemployment is super low and I think the companies that uh, take the other route where they don't really take care of their people, though, in the end, they'll be the ones floundering.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. If people don't feel like they're being appreciated or that the work they're putting in is valued or making a difference, money will only hold them for so long. Um, Their self-worth and their value comes from what they're getting outside of the monetary piece. And at some point, if you're not taking care of them, they can choose to leave. remarkable. I spend a lot of time benchmarking and working with others to stay on top of industries or leadership messages. And in a lot of the HR conferences, they may touch and go on diversity and inclusion, but it really focuses more on up and coming, right, technology, uh, different things that are specific HR-related topics, benefits, et cetera. And I was really pleasantly surprised at work human to find just that, a very human dynamic. And that really ties in directly to D&I. Because again, as I've mentioned before, to me, D&I is just, listen, everybody's different in some capacity. So we're all human. We're really, if we take the time, going to find more similarities than differences. But if we're open-minded and we value the differences, Our teams perform better. But I was just taken aback by the level of the speakers, um, the relevance of the topic, um, things we were talking about at that time in our companies, like the Me Too movement and um, leadership in and of itself. I loved um, being an introvert, you know, having 2,200 people there, you know, you think, oh, my God, this is going to be miserable. But I loved the intimacy of the large group, like Work human really had a mechanism for making it feel intimate through its different um offerings, right by setting up the little bookstore and having breakout rooms and having a little picture area and having sitting areas among um the ability to still be in large group settings and um yeah, I just loved everything about it, and i loved I loved the gratitude bar as well because I loved the concept of being able to pay somebody a compliment or provide regards to somebody for something they've done and knowing that that's going to show up on their phone. And um, I just thought it was very people-oriented and refreshing. Well, well, we
0: love hearing that. And I was also a member of the team that created the agenda, so I always love to hear feedback on speakers and content, and we're busy on working on the agenda for 2019 right now.
1: I'm dying to know.
0: I can't wait. <laughs> it's under wraps for the moment, but okay. Will you will you be attending next year?
1: Yes, and not only am I attending, great. but I'm actually bringing part of my team.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, I. What we like to do is offer a lot of different content tracks to really cater to different job roles, and I think mm-hmm. you get even more benefit having your coworkers there because then. You share in the experience. You don't come back and say, it was really awesome. <laughs> right. Trust me.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm really excited for them to to see it because I did come back raving about it and made it a point when um, we had our annual team meeting to share um, various elements um, and pieces that I'd taken away from the leaders who had been there and at that point just said hey as part of your development i'm taking a couple of you with me cuz you need to see this for yourselves so that you can implement it with your teams and really understand what i was talking about
0: that's great uh and something i like to ask all of the members of our working human community is uh what does a more human workplace mean to you
1: oh, it means we're better it means we're authentic when i think of a human workplace i think of something beyond just getting the job done I think of something beyond the four walls of whatever the locations may be and the requirements of the various position and knowing that those are point of entry and that when we walk through those doors people are authentic they're honest um, they're vulnerable enough to um, Identify that they make mistakes and they are human, even as leaders, and they empower others and they have patience. And I just think it creates um, an opportunity for people to be their best and to feel their best. And I am a huge supporter and believer that when you have a human workplace that is touching the hearts and minds of your employees, you get better work results.
0: Yeah, we uh, we love
1: that the hearts and minds, you know.
0: It's all about human connection.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, there's a there's a great saying that says it's hard to hate someone you know. True. And when you talk about diversity and inclusion and we talk about the human workplace, if people are taking the time to get to know each other and remain curious and ask questions if they don't know something, once you know something about someone, it's really hard To be as judgmental or critical or hate them as you would if you didn't. And it breaks down a lot of the barriers.
0: Well, thank you so much for the chat today, Robin. I really
1: enjoyed the discussion. Well, thanks. I appreciate it, Sarah. Work Human Radio is brought to you by GloboForce, pioneers of the work human movement. GloboForce helps make work more human for millions of people and organizations worldwide. Learn more by visiting GloboForce.com. And join the Work Human Movement by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Work Human Community Forum on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening to Work Human Radio.